Welcome back to another episode of the Front Row Seat Podcast. I'm Noah Alvarez. I'm Jacob Banshaw. Well, episode 17, I'm glad that we recorded this one because this is a fun one, Jacob. And we talk a little bit about mixing things up for the show and not coming up with some content, the struggles behind it. But we also talk a lot about Cinco de Mayo, the history. We also talk a lot about the NFL draft, who oh, our yeah, teams fuck. took. Sorry, yeah, we're going for the introduction over here. <laughs> no, you're good, you're good, I'm you're fixated good. on my pen, sorry. <laughs> the NFL draft, Mother's Day. Yeah, we opened up with Mother's Day, mm-hmm. you know, had a nice heart-to-heart talk about... The moms. And whatnot. <laughs> and then we talked about TDE well, and your interactions with that community and yes. the Kendrick Lamar stands that... Mm-hmm. Seemingly come out of the woodwork on Twitter, so yeah, yeah, that's careful. That's, yeah, you got jumped, man. That's not fair. Five against one's not fair. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, we did talk a little. Oh, well, J. Cole's dropping an album <laughs> next, yeah. Uh, next week. We talked about the NFL draft, definitely a little kind of extensive, but it's a good conversation for those of you who maybe did or did not follow the draft. A little good little recap for our teams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can't, can't talk for the draft as a whole, but I mean, it's 259 picks. You think we don't have lives? Come on now. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. And then, uh, as Noah previously mentioned, we did talk about Cinco de Mayo and how you're okay with the exploitation of it, but as long as it's done so it's, properly. Yes, yeah, so properly. <laughs> Support local restaurants is what I'm trying to say. I fucking... Uh, but I, I'm leaving that headline as is. Mexican man is okay with white <laughs> exploitation. More. No, but it's, it's for money purposes. And it's... <laughs> But I'm saying for not for Taco Bell, you were fuck it. You know what I mean. Support <laughs> local business. I'm not getting into it. You listen to the show. Support the mamas and papas. But yeah, that's episode 17 in a nutshell. Shout out to True 100 Radio for having us on their platform. Be sure to check them out at True 100 Radio, spelled T R U, the number one, hundred radio.com. And shout out to Jamal Boombastic for having us on his platform. He's the man behind the plan. For True 100 Radio. So we appreciate your hard work, Jamal. Episode 17. Be sure to like. Be sure to subscribe. Be sure to follow the podcast. Wherever you're listening. And enjoy. I ain't gonna hold you, bro. This episode's gonna rock. Ballpark feels. Let's talk about diamonds, baby. The kind where dreams turn into reality. Where three strikes doesn't mean a trip to the pen. Unless it's the bullpen to you you're talking about. In that case, use your strikes wisely. Sit on that four seam and react to the junk. Where superstitions break you out of a 0 for 12 funk. A pastime that features fork balls, knucklers, and spitballs. A present that includes bat flips, dingers, and crashing into the wall. From springtime to fall, you know where to find me. I'll be listening for the call. The one that goes, play ball, with my friends and family. Dreams of calling games for the big leagues. Dreaming of watching a perfect game. Admiring those who will go on to make the Hall of Fame. So let's root, root, root for the home team. Let's root for a drama-filled season. Let's root for a reason to enjoy a ballpark dog or some crazy food mashup. Let's root for more beer in our cups. Because come October, our friendly chatter will come to an end. We'll crown a new champion once again. So gather around, folks, cheer your team on, and remember the season is not a sprint, it's a marathon. Oh, man, I love that one, dude. What a, what an awesome way mm. to O.N., especially, you know what? 
given today's <laughs> events in the yeah. uh, Orioles Mariners ball game, the for those of you who are unaware, the Orioles won six zero, and starting pitcher John Means threw a no hitter. Yes. Yeah. So, bro, I, John Means. Uh, we're gonna get off on a baseball tangent. No, you're right. You're so. right. But I do want to say he's on my bat fantasy baseball team. Oh, yes, had major <laughs> points, baby. Major shout, no, points. Shout out to uh, ESPN Plus. I can't take all the credit, but you know, I, I I really I didn't do as much. I guess you could say research before the season, but right. I did do some like night before day of, and I remember like a <laughs> the lot best of kind. a lot of people were like John Means, John Means, and there's a few other names I took gambles on and they didn't work out, so I can't say I hit like all of mine. I, I did. I picked like four guys. I was like, oh, I really, you know, want to go up for these guys, and they three of them didn't pan out. But John Means, fucking stud, man. And yeah, <laughs> dude, he's the he's the Orioles yeah, ace, dude. He's he's more than an ace, bro. He's he could be like David bro. Price status one day. I think okay, that's how good he could on. be. I mean, I mean, this is was only rookie on. year. You're right. I could be getting ahead of myself. Was last year his rookie year? Or I think he made some starts. No, he's starts. not a rookie. He's not a rookie. He is a rookie. No, he's not. He didn't pitch enough. I don't think he qualified. Maybe for, what's that, what, what does MLB have? Uh, the playtime or the, like. Yeah, yeah, his thing hasn't started. Like, yeah, he could win uh, rookie of the okay, year this year. Okay, okay. Well, damn. I, I'm glad it worked out for you, though. Yeah. But, I've yeah. had two no-hitters for my fantasy pitch this year. It, not that it really matters. I don't like flexing this stuff. I just think it's cool. Joe Musgrove, John Means. The, uh, for this year? Yeah, this year. You, you have the two no... You have... I think there's like been like four or five no-hitters thrown mm. already. Yeah, yeah. There's been four or five. I think there's been four, but I have... Rodon. Rodon. Musgrove. Musgrove. Means. John Means. I couldn't tell you who the other one is. Fuck. It's not a Reds pitcher, is it? Yes, it is. The Reds just got their first one. Oh. Was it? No. No. I don't know. Okay, we're going to get caught up on this. It was Yeah, but the Padres got their first one. Padres, yeah, but somebody else did. But any, anyways, yeah. Um, well, we're going to get off on a tangent there. What a great introduction to the show thank you, with thank baseball. You. It's baseball season, so expect much of that for the next yes. seven months. <laughs> but uh, welcome to the Front Row Seat, episode 17. I, yes. This has gone far longer than I initially thought, I'll be honest with you, but I'm glad that it has. I think it's for... It's challenging us to come up with better content. We have to become better content creators. Mm-hmm. And I, I think as we proceed, you'll see that we're either going to get super random and go down the rabbit hole and never come back up for air, <laughs> or we're going to stay steady on the path. So we'll we'll see which way we're leaning. Right now, we're yes. steady on the path, and we want to give a huge shout-out to all the very impactful women in our life. This mm. Sunday is Mother's Day. Yes. A very, uh, it's the one day of the year that... If you're trying to walk into a restaurant without reservations, good luck because you will wait like four hours. No yeah. one cares about Father's Day. That seems <laughs> no, to Father's be, Day. No, 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 no. no you give Dad a fucking that. shit tack, don't uh, say a, a, that. a shit tacky tie, and you go Happy Father's Day, Dad. And the dads are elated with that. And then no. they go and barbecue some meat, drink some beer that day, and that's a good Father's Day. Ask any father. I'm okay. not a father, but ask any father. Chris Bullock. <laughs> You need to weigh in on this. I oh think I'm right. Oh my gosh, I don't think However, that. Mother's Day. I don't think that. Mother's Day. I don't think that at is, all. Is a whole other, whole <laughs> other shebang. You do not fuck up Mother's Day. Right. You, well, at the very minimum, it's a card and flowers. That, sound, that's a minimum. You sound very passionate about this. I've been in the doghouse because mm. I've not gotten my mom anything. <sighs> in, right. my, in my defense, I genuinely don't keep track of such shit, but... 
it's very important. You know, Mother's Day is just one of those things you don't miss. Like, it's like you don't miss calling your grandma up for her birthday. That's just... Yeah. You don't. Gra- yeah. Grammy <laughs> slips you 20s when she gives you goodbye kisses. Like, mm-hmm. you just don't... There's just certain things that you don't do. And yeah, forgetting Mother's go. Day or not... Like, just being empty-handed. It's just... It's in poor taste. You know, I'm not, I'm not like a... A staunch advocate for Mother's Day, like whatever. You definitely yeah. sound like one, though. That's well, funny. I definitely think we should honor our moms. You're right. We can have a Not thousand father figures. You only get one mother. Correct. Ooh, ooh. I and like no that. matter how strenuous and hard that relationship can be, wow, she's your mother. Like it's the woman hey, who brought you into the world. That could be like the title. You, you only have one mother, uh, or something like that. I don't know. All right. Well, to be determined. But you, you're right. You hear our uh, Mother's Day. Shout out to all the moms, man. Shout oh, out yeah. to my Shout mom. Shout out to the mamas. I'm. I, I'll. I'll just say this, man. I feel. For a little while, between like the ages of like 14 and like 22, I kind of pushed my mom away, but I'm starting to come back to her. Uh, I, I understand that I was kind of shitty to her, but I'm trying to make it better. Um, Wait, and the important part is that you're trying. Exactly. And another and, important part is that I'm, you can identify the issue and you can address it. Yes, and I encourage everyone to do so because it's life's, would you say, le- I guess you would say less stressful. Less stressful when you do so. And it, 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 I don't know. I'm unsure if you want to go into this on air, so I'll ask this question. If you want to answer it, we'll proceed, but like... You said you push your mom away. Do you now, as an adult, do you know why, or do you, is it still something you just? Yeah, like, hey, I, I was going through it, and yeah, I think I just, you know, my parents were. Parents had a toxic relationship, and I, in, in just the role I saw her in, I didn't. I didn't understand her side of the story. If that makes sense. I never cared to look at her side of the story. You didn't have an adult perspective yet. I didn't have an adult perspective, but I just felt like she was so hard on me. Like, damn, like, damn, like, Jacob, I am the way I am because she was so hard on me. And it was just like, ugh. But I don't know. Um, so I didn't, I don't know. Towards like that, you know, like teen, young adolescent period, I was just like, man, what the fuck? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Get off my back, you know? Now, how has that reaching out? What does that look like for you? We, you know, you said you you're working on bettering that relationship. Do you do you take her out to dinner? Do you do hobbies and activities together? We do do some hobbies and activities. I do like hiking with her. She just likes to go so early in the morning. Sometimes it's hard for me to, you know, do that. I'm I am gonna do that her, with her on Mother's Day. Um, oh, nice. Where will you guys be hiking? We're not sure yet. Uh, probably Santiago Oaks, over there in Orange, uh, by the Irvine Park. Okay. So, we'll do that, and I just. I do try and I would say two times, three times a week, just go over and visit the house, whether it's spend the lunch with her. Sometimes I'll bring her, you know, food or I don't know. We'll we'll go do something together. It doesn't always have to be a hike, but we'll kind of have like a little like, oh, yeah, like, you know, even if it's just talking sometimes, it's good. But do you feel that it's bettered your relationship? Yeah, definitely. One hundred percent. Yes. I'm trying, yeah. And the cool thing about, at least for me, this winter, I just felt like I was doing that more often, but I've noticed I've kind of slowed up a little bit more. Because, you know, things have returned a bit back to, like, normal, busy schedule, but oh, I still got to just make time to find see my mom. Like, I'm, I'm making it a point to see my mom more and more. 
That's awesome. I think that's pretty cool. There's yeah. sometimes where I'll text you and you'll hit me back up with the like, nah, I'm with my mom tonight. I'm just like, that's fucking cool. That's yeah. wholesome, you know. I, and it's totally different for me. I live at home with my parents, so I see my mom every day, every waking moment of every day of like mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can just you can grow tired of that, you know, in any close proximity with anybody. Mm-hmm. You, you you can grow tired of just the monotony of every day and just. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're right. You don't. I haven't always acted the greatest with my mom, and I'm still working through that relationship right now. Um, I, I've said some pretty terrible things that I'm not going to repeat on air here, but mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it happens, man. I Everybody's... haven't been a role model son. I put it that way. I'm not. Yeah. I don't think I've been a terrible person. Or I just I haven't been a role model son, and much such as yourself, I didn't have perspective, and now I kind of yeah. do. I still don't agree with it. That doesn't. As an adult now, I'm able to look at a certain situation and understand that. Hey, I I understand. I now know why you did what you did and why you said what you said. But I can, we can't go back and undo time. You know what Correct. I mean? Like, yes. Even though I understand now, and it makes me, it's easier to let go or just move on or try and turn a new leaf. It doesn't erase what happened. Mm-hmm. And I found I I've found that as I've gotten older, the conflict with my parents becomes much more of a nuanced mm-hmm. conflict because it's like suddenly I'm capable of seeing the faults and the flaws, mm-hmm. and I'm by no means a perfect person. I'm the farthest from, and I have many faults and most certainly uh, a lot of flaws to go along with. But sometimes, like these disagreements, it's just it's a simple matter of them wanting like the utmost authoritarian respect and me kind of being able to look to look at a situation and be like well this is bullshit you mm-hmm. know whether it's your house or not or whether it's right or wrong like this is it doesn't make sense you know it's non yes it's not it's not conducive to a like a productive and loving relationship sometimes yeah and i feel that sometimes my relationship with my parents can be can feel strained at at certain times Correct. You know, to keep it bare bones for the show here, because it's not going to be that kind of episode. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Again, shout out to all the moms. Yeah, shout out to all the moms, and I will be getting my mother a card. Yes. And typically, my family... And probably some flowers. Oh, yes. Card and flowers, and then I think my Ooh. dad will probably barbecue fantastic food. He'll, you know he usually what, does some steak. You know what moms are a sucker for? At least my mom. I don't know what your guys' relationships are like, but my mom really likes handmade cards, like... I just fold up some construction paper and, you know, like, write a meaningful... You know, I, I'm not saying I rush it, I, but I could, you know, knock one out in, like, 20, 30 minutes. And, um, yeah, she digs that. So, if you're struggling for an idea or you're trying to ball on a budget, you know, handmade card. I, I think they, they'd appreciate that. I think I'm going to get really creative. Yeah. And I think I'm going to, like, find a poem mm. about motherhood. Oh, Okay. I'm gonna write that down because you know we've opened up a few, quite a few episodes with poetry of our own, yeah, from I, our mm-hmm. own minds, and I can borrow from some of the greats or from others who know what they're doing. I'll, I'll even credit them. That'd be cool. To, yeah, they won't know, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I, I Mother's Day typically is a well, it's a fun day, and especially in MLB too. The the like equipment, some of the equipment, the armbands, the tape. Some of the accessories on a ball player are all pink, and I think that's really cool all across the league. Just a cool little, and they do that with uh, NFL as well. Yes. But I think that's cancer awareness. Breast that's cancer breast awareness, cancer right? awareness over yeah. in October. Yes, correct. Yeah, so super cool, gimmicky, mm-hmm. but 
I know I dig it, but it, it, oh, it definitely yeah, it spreads awareness. It'd be cool if they'd even need, they even did like a whole weekend, but Ooh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Just a thought. Next topic, J Cole, my man, one of the great. Well, I'm biased, but I think one of the greatest rappers in the game today. He's dropping an album next week, May 14th, brother. The tweet came out of nowhere. Yeah. He just broke radio silence. I love that. I love that artists could do that. Yeah, it's just creating chaos. They're agents of, like, what? what's that chaotic neutral? Mm-hmm. That's what they are. They're agents of being mm-hmm. chaotic neutral because J. Cole knows that he's going to break Twitter again. Because yes. when KOD was dropping, I vividly remember the night before KOD dropped, there was this special private viewing that he let his close friends. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And when they came out of the theater... They were interviewing them, and some of their responses were just, it made me so, so excited. Mm-hmm. Because some of them were just totally like, dude, this is going to blow you away. Like, mm-hmm. this is J. Cole, like, we've never seen him before. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. And then the album dropped, and it was like, oh, I'm not even that big of a hip-hop guy yeah. myself. But I really love that album from start to finish. It just... Fantastic it's, album. And it just shows... <clears throat> it just shows J. Cole's emotional and mental like maturity and growth and just what he's rapping about now. I mean that many albums or two albums before he he had already kind of shown that mm-hmm. range but I just feel like this album was just a perfect balance between hip hop rap and like lifestyle and like I'm gonna spit some true yeah true lyricism to you right now yes and the beats were all original creative and fun and yeah, just the dude. concept that the album cover of KOD it took me a while to keep looking at it to understand mm-hmm. what I was looking at but it's super fucking cool the vinyl like I don't if you've Killer ever Demons, yeah. googled it like yeah mm-hmm. so it's front and back it's just super freaking sweet I'm excited that he's gonna drop another album I, I have a feeling it might be his last potentially his last Ooh. solo album maybe he'll, he'll continue maybe. to be on features but I think maybe. this very well could be J. Cole's last solo album yeah he's pretty serious about uh Trying to hit the NBA. Do I, I, I don't I don't know if there's been an update on that, but I know like two, three years ago, like he announced that or maybe it was even more recent. Man, I hate that I don't have a exact date. Um but regardless, there was like a you know, a lot of rumors saying that he was going to try and make the G League. That, oh, the J. Deve- Cole was yeah. gonna try to play basketball? Yes, he was gonna try what? and play professional basketball. And um that's why he was kinda MIA for a long time. Or not a long time, but you know what I mean, like I didn't know this, really. Yeah, this was during, I think... Oh, you know what? This was, I think it was during COVID. Wow, that's... Yeah. Talk about a perfect cover. You know, like, you just disappear on the face of the earth when this massive global pandemic hits and you have the benefit of just telling people, oh, yeah, you know, I was just casually slipping in. Yeah, I'm, I'm training to potentially join the NBA G League, which would be insane. Is... Is he even athletically inclined at all? I mean, I know he went to college, but I... Yeah. No, he's... Okay, so he's been training. This was August of last year, at the beginning of August. Okay. And apparently it was, you know, it was very legit that this was something that he wanted to try out for the Detroit Pistons in the uh, offseason. I don't think they actually returned for the bubble, but that was like a serious, you know, serious thing. Shit. Well, J. Cole's going to be hitting dimes on... And off the court. Mm-hmm. Huh. He played um, high school varsity pretty well, but then I believe he, 
I thought he played like junior college ball. I couldn't find anything though, but apparently he was a really good high school hooper. And you know, there's a lot of good a- athletes that turn into you know artists. So I don't want to say he's like super rare, but you know, um, apparently he was good enough to try out for the league or try to make a try out for the league. That's astounding. Yes, man's talented. If you think about it, like you know, I think that's pretty cool. Anyways, I'm just I'm really excited for the album, and you know, there's another album that's coming. We don't know exactly from who, but also kind of broke the internet, and I like how this has been. I think it was like kind of back to back weeks. It was first TDE, I think two weeks ago, that announced, hey, someone's, you know, so, it, they basically dropped a GIF, and it was, or actually it wasn't a GIF, it was a video, and um, it was said loading, and it had the percentage loading, and then it, obviously the bar filled up, if you can imagine, like one of those old computer screens, and it was like, you know, upload completed, and it's just like, all right, cool. So someone's dropping music, and I, <clears throat> I find this funny, Jacob, because there's plenty of people who are on the TDE label. Right, um, but I just noticed how like I hate I hate that I did this, but at the same time I got I knew what I was getting into. I read the comment section and like the first five were like, oh Kendrick's coming, like oh Kendrick better come, oh Kendrick, this that and the other Kendrick like does it like he owes us an album, and that was like kind of the attitude in the comments and I was like bro like so I remember I responded to somebody, and I was like hey, like this you know there's other artists at TDE that are very talented. Like, it could be any one of their chops, you know? I, I don't know if I was right to say that, but in the moment, it felt right. And I got a pretty big backlash for it. Not a backlash, but there was just, like, you know, I was fucking... I, I don't... I know it was north of, like, 200 likes uh, for the my comment, but then there was, like, at least, like, 30 replies. Be like, J- and? Or, like, people, like, came and attacked me, and I was kind of like, ah, oh, all right. Well, you guys are just Kendrick stands. And that was well, that. Sounds but. sounds like... Yeah, they're not fan- like it sounds like you from from our conversations off off air too. It sounds like you're a fan of like the whole the group as a whole like or not how would you even classify TD? Would you classify it as a group or a I, I don't even know what you'd classify it as. Mm-hmm. A label? It is a label. Yeah, it's definitely a label. Right, and I think you're more of a fan of the label than you are individual rappers. Right. And hip hop artists within. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. That's my take on that. Yeah, right. And, and and that's true. But I guess, you know, me seeing that, I was thinking, okay, it, it could be Kendrick, but it also, it could be SZA. It could be... Uh, I, I wouldn't mind a new SZA album. I, I'm proud to admit. Or not proud to admit. I'm not ashamed to admit that I liked... Um, Control? Well, Control, yes. Yeah, that was a phenomenal album. I'm not right? saying anything yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. Right. But Isaiah Rashad, The Sun's Retirade was a phenomenal well, album. Sun's, uh, Sun's Tirade, yes, sir. <laughs> Schoolboy Q, I thought Crash Talk was a good album. That was a little bit more recent than I think some of the others. But, um, you know, Absol, Do It Without Will. Question. Well, not question. I do want to touch upon something. You mentioned how you got, like, north of 200 likes on the Twitter interactions. Yeah, I can pull that up. I... I'm not very hot shit on Twitter. In fact, oftentimes no one at all likes my stuff and or retweets anything. I think I'm muted half the time mm-hmm. sometimes. But on Reddit, oh baby, that's a different story. I'm getting upvotes all the goddamn time. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. That's what I'm talking about, bro. Dude, it's like, I feel like Reddit validates my opinion. Okay, so dude, I was way off on the amount of publicity I got. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but anyways... You know, they just said the wait is over. It's a video. Then one lady responded, or girl, 
She's like, if it ain't Kendrick, I'm going to cry in the car. And I said, they got so much more talent than just Kendrick. And, you know, I got 84 likes, five retweets, but there's like a, you know, good, like, two dozen replies of, like, discussion. Oh. Yeah, basically. And I was just like, damn, yeah, I got tagged in a lot of stuff. Yeah, you created discussion, <laughs> dude. You should feel accomplished on that. You partook in the ooh, best part that is ooh, Twitter. You're right. Oh, okay. Okay. I like that. Yeah, I like that it had a positive so, twist. Sometimes I wish Twitter was more for legit discussion. Mm. Sometimes I feel like Twitter is so much memes and just, like, laughs and trolling that, like, I, I feel the... the the greatest thing about these platforms like Reddit and Twitter is that it lets you talk to your people about something that just happened instantaneously. Like, did you see that play? Like, yo, LeBron shouldn't have passed. Well, yes, he should. Like, yeah. As a sports person, I think Twitter sports interactions are freaking awesome when they're not trolling and it's a legit like, why do you do that? And there's a discussion. It's like, yeah, that's, no, that's what the fuck is up. And I think Reddit has plenty of that. Yes. Oh yeah, you've been talking very highly about. Yeah, Reddit is. A, it's a rabbit hole that's easy to fall down. Mm-hmm. Think of Reddit as a collection of subreddits, which is basically these communities. You like college football? The college football subreddit is one of my favorite subs to browse and be active on all the time. Mm-hmm. I will not share my username because... <laughs> no, the, you don't need to. Yeah, you that's shouldn't what I heard. share your Reddit username <laughs> with anyone. Because you, no, sometimes you see shit oh, that you don't shit. know how to explain. Okay, and it's okay. just Reddit. So it's just best not down, going down that rabbit hole. Alright, Reddit. Understood. Yes. Well, see, then you make it sound weird. It's a great place to like... I'm telling you, my opinion doesn't ever feel validated on Twitter. Aside from the occasional likes and like a little bit of discussion I have with people... I usually just, I don't know what the fuck I'm on Twitter for. Sometimes half the time I'm mad, the other half the time I'm laughing. So, great app, would not delete. (laughs) But Reddit, on the other hand, I can go on and it's like, maybe because it's it's anonymous, the, the, the anonymity is pushing people to be more open to discussion. I'm not sure, but sometimes I'll make a stupid comment and like I get a bunch of upvotes and I'm like wow this is fucking awesome like I feel like I could take this exact thing that I commented on this thread and tweet it and no one would give a fuck <laughs> like on Reddit I matter and it's just it, is it bad that, that I I somehow yeah. put myself worth to Reddit maybe but yeah. like whatever it feels good to hang out with the bros talk about baseball college yeah. football there's a there's a community for almost everything and anything and yeah. I do mean that so great app Now on to the NFL draft, which is another topic we wanted to hit on today. And boy, I know I feel like we we say this every couple years, and every couple of years there is a pretty exciting seller draft. But this year seemed like there was a lot of interesting storylines, Jacob. And there was just it was a fun draft to follow, all the way up until the night of. <laughs> it lived up to its hype. It lived up to the expectation too. The year since the virtual draft that we had last year during a COVID pandemic. Man, I, I just think this was, there was a lot of wait for this moment, and it definitely delivered. Okay, um, I'll be honest, full disclosure, I did not watch the draft at all, oh, okay. except except for an occasional couple glances mm-hmm. at the TV when I was at this restaurant uh, in Huntington Beach that I was with, or I was at, excuse me, not with. <laughs> <laughs> I saw like a little bit of the second round, so most of the first round action I saw was through updates uh, through The Athletic. Yeah. And there were a lot of story. There were some interesting storylines that I thought, mainly the Justin Fields, Trey Lance. Yeah. Let's, let's use the word controversy for the lack of a better word. Controversy. Uh, okay. Debacle. 
it's not a debacle either because no one won or no. Well, people did win and lose, but uh, would you say the 49ers taking Trey Lance as the third pick overall? Do you think that they lost no. that lottery? No, I like it. I, I'm, you I'm like a, the Trey Lance. Pick? I'm I'm a fan of Trey Lance. Uh, really? I like Trey Lance a little bit more than Justin Fields in this year's really? draft class. I do. Interesting. Why? I, because from what I've heard, I haven't seen a whole lot. I can't say I've broke down the film, blah, blah, blah. But everything I've listened to, and I, you know me, I like to read a lot of athletic or listen to a lot of podcasts that talk about you know, the draft and that kind of stuff. Um, a lot of people really just like his, like basically like the chalk talk, the whiteboard. He's really smart as far as drawing up what he's trying to see, all the reads. Like He's a big whiteboard person. So even though he, like, he went from a high school that ran triple option, Right, he was a triple option quarterback, and he went to North Dakota State, registered his freshman year, eventually became the starter his following year, and it was like went undefeated. Yeah, undefeated, killed it, didn't throw an interception. Right, and then the well, following I think he had the longest streak. Right before he threw an interception. But then the following you know year, COVID hits, and you know FCS, yeah, decides to not have a fall schedule, so he only ends up playing one game because it was like an exhibition. Did all right, but, you know, people haven't had seen him in a year. So I think people kind of slept on Kyle Trask, and he didn't have another year to show what he got. Trey Lance? My bad. Yeah, what did I, who did I say? You said Kyle Trask. <laughs> Kyle Trask. Trey Lance. My Florida bad. quarterback right there. Yeah. Kyle Trask is another quarterback I find interesting. Don't think he's – I think he'll be a solid backup. I hope he's a solid backup. I like Kyle Trask. But anyways, a <laughs> little off topic. Trey Lance. I, I really like him in this draft. I think he's the second-best quarterback from this year's draft when we look back at it. Okay, very interesting take. I like that. Yeah. There is no debate, however, on the sheer and utter dominance that not only the mm. SEC conference mm. as a whole had, mm. What'd you but say? Alabama. Yeah, did you say? A uh, factory, right? Oh, Earlier? yes. Alabama is essentially the quintessential college football going to make your scrawny 18-year-old recruit into a big man and play NFL football. That's what Alabama That's cool. does. Yeah. Well, okay... The SEC conference featured 65 players that were drafted out of 259. That's nutty. That's to even think nutty. about that, to even think about that though, Jacob, like that's kind of cool because like, think about how hard that is to do at any level, you know. So shout out to Saban in Alabama. I know we like, I like to hate on him, but well, at the end of the day, when you take a step back, I can put aside the hate for him as an Alabama head coach, but just understand that he's a great head coach in general. I do not harbor any hatred for Nick Saban mm-hmm. in Alabama and what they've done and what they're doing over there in Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. I hate Saban because he wins. Yes. I don't hate Saban because of how he is as a person or a coach. He's a, well, he's a phenomenal head coach, clearly, because every year they just reload. They consistently land the best recruiting classes within the SEC and the entire nation. And that basically trickles down to they have basically death chart guys that could be starters at any other Power 5 conference. Maybe even Group of 5. Most definitely Group of 5. Not maybe. Most definitely. Mm -hmm. So, in a way, sometimes I think it's almost ludicrously comical of just how bad the talent disproportion is throughout the entire collegiate football Mm. landscape. How Alabama can have the cream of the crop for the entire nation and Clemson and Ohio State and LSU and USC and Notre Dame, how these programs can continue to get the best players 
for their schools. It's reputation, and, man. And it's just, you know, some of these other schools within within their own conferences, like take a Vanderbilt, take Kentucky, uh, take a South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, those schools are left to fend for themselves to get the scraps. After the big boys have eaten at the table, they get the scraps. Yeah. And I think there needs to be a more balanced and even way. I'm not entirely sure of a way, but then I also have this very interesting proposition that I, okay, I think is, is worth mentioning. Okay. So you know how in the House of Representatives, we're going to talk a little politics here real quick, basic U.S. government. Mm, you know how it. in the House of Representatives, the number of representatives per state is based upon the state's population? Mm-hmm. Well, what if the NCAA adopted that, and for larger schools, they got a little bit less athletic scholarships, not mm. entirely cutting their legs out from them so that all of a sudden it's a power, like a vacuum happens and the roles are reversed, and Boise State That's is, what I'm thinking, is the perennial. Yeah. That's, no, that no, was no, going to no. be my question. Yeah, no, 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 no. you got to make it so, say, let's just say theoretically, Alabama gets 30 athletic scholarships to use. Right. Well, instead of them, instead of giving them 30, maybe you give them... 24. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then do and those other six, you give the the two lanes of the world Maybe you give them six eight, more? nine, ten. Yeah. More? Okay, but... Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. But, but okay. Hmm. But I'm just asking, where does this money come from? Money? Well, yeah, because at the end of the day, the school can only get more scholarships if they have a better athletic well, department and... You know, you know what? what I mean? I actually do not is know. Like, is there the NCAA what, revenue on that? I, I don't know what's contingent. Like, what... Hmm, you make a great point. I'm going to say... Here's what I'm going to say on the matter. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that these conferences all have mega, mega, gigantic, colossal TV deals. That the brings big in ones. massive revenue. Yeah, no, the big ones. The SEC has right. one. The ACC has one. Big 12 has one. But the Sun Belt doesn't have one. Well, correct. They don't. But honestly, if, if we're looking at the way collegiate sports is going, and it's kind of scary and a little saddening, I think, to see a Super League is going to be created. Or like two big, maybe even three big super conferences are going to exist. Mm. And it's either it's, it's going to come down to... Will you accept this TV package deal? And will you accept getting a smaller cut rather than being independent, being fiercely loyal about your pride, Notre Dame, and potentially losing out on millions? Money runs the world, and collegiate athletics is no different. So it's a shame that college football, the pageantry and the tradition and the rivalries of college football is becoming less uh, less and less, and it's being swept under the rug in favor of the almighty dollar. Mm -hmm. But, I I mean, what, what are you to do? But that's the thing, man. I I like that. I like your proposition. I just feel like it's a tricky, slippery slope to go down. It it can develop into. But who's gonna? That's what I'm asking. He's like, do we trust people in the NCAA as is to make that decision? Oh, as is, no. But see, like it has to be an outside governing source. Exactly. Now we're getting into it. As I think the NCAA as a whole probably has to be reworked and re- it's rotten to the core I think right and the people that benefit the most of it, the most off of the NCAA are this are the same people that are preventing some of these kids from well you know making, making money their for themselves movies. however yes. however building a brand dude there was that kicker however, at Vander or not sorry Vanderbilt sorry let me just there was a kicker at UCF and I believe it was like four or five years ago yeah, he had a YouTube channel correct he had a YouTube channel where he was just a trick shot kicker which is a really popular thing to do not a popular thing but if you have a soccer and football kicking background like you can do that and make some 
pretty cool like edits and stuff you know like that's a big community and so anyways this guy was pretty good he was making money off his youtube channel and it was either like hey you can't the ncaa came in and said you have to either delete your youtube channel or you can't play college football and it was just like oh man so he he stopped the youtube channel to play college football but i'm just like man it's kind of a bummer you know like what the heck yeah yeah and well. rent some schools right now we're in the process of seeing the NCAA approve of and allow for uh, NLI rights, which is name and image likeness rights. Yes. Some of these players throughout the SEC and the Big 12 and other conferences, they're getting those rights. So you, you might be able to see... Um, bobbleheads. Yeah, bo- well, not bobbleheads, but like... Jersey. Imagine a Marcus Mariota freaking Gatorade. Like, he's on Gatorade. Like, that's a legit sponsor. Like, mm. like yeah, oh. this is the Oregon quarterback, and he has the yellow Gatorade. Him himself, not... Yeah, like, it's cool. Marcus Mariota. No, yeah. well, he's wearing his Oregon uniform. Like, he's... You, you get me? But, like, it's... it's I'm Marcus Mariota. Like, this is my Subway sponsorship. Like, mm. I'm fucking Oregon quarterback, and I eat Subway. You yeah. should, too. I'm Spencer Rattler, and... Yeah, I, I, <laughs> and I go to Sonics. So, <laughs> I go like, to Sonics. Yeah, and I get the I double dog. Get, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Like, I get the double dog with the cherries, <laughs> vanilla swirl. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, so eat at Sonics. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go drop 60 right now on fucking UTEP. I'll be right oh, back. Oh, dude, dude, you know who would have been fun to see in commercials back in the day? Two people, Johnny Mandel. Why did I? I was thinking and, that. And Baker Mayfield. Oh, uh, I'm gonna throw t- I'm gonna throw Tim Tebow in there because I could totally picture uh, Tim Tebow do some real estate <laughs> shit. Like, no, you do some real agent. No, no, no. Religion. I'm gonna take a fat hit in his pan right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hear me out. He would definitely do a lot of religious commercials. Hey guys, I'm here to speak on the church. Of- no, <laughs> you mean feel me? Like he's just he's a very religious like. It'd be like down earth person. Do, 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 do. Moments with Christ. <laughs> I'm Tim Tebow, and I'm here to talk to you about Christ. Here on this number, 1-800-GOT-CHRIST, we will sell you this Bible. No. And it's like, I promised my teammates that I would run through a wall, and it's the clip, I will run through a wall for you! And But now I oh. promise God I'm going to run through a wall. So please join oh me, Tim gosh. Tebow, where we'll Tim Tebow bow in the end zone of Christ. <laughs> Just imagine you get paid for it. It'd be an infomercial. Yeah, it would, it would be an infomercial. Like so a Tim Tebow. Damn, or could you imagine? Could you imagine a Michael Vick? A Michael Vick commercial when he's at a dog pound? He's like, I love some dogs, bro. I be saving these dogs all day. Uh-huh. Woof woof. And it's like, you're really running a fighting ring. Come no, on. No, 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 no. <sighs> too, too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. That happened years ago. There was a thirty for thirty on it. Soon. Nah, fuck that. If no, there's a just, thirty for a thirty thing. on something, that's a harsh it's not thing late. To, to bring out. Oh, I didn't. I thought we were having a good time here. You're right. You're I right. thought. I thought we were having a great time. We are having a great time. You know, I just. I I don't think anyways. that's too soon. No, you're right. Um, but back to the topic at hand. <laughs> <laughs> back to the topic at hand. Uh, Shit. Somehow we got lost to the NFL draft, Alabama, producing a lot of things. How did you like your team's draft, though? I know you said you didn't. Well, you know. okay, I know that we got Gregory Rousseau, the defensive end from Miami. We got another defensive end. Forgot where he was from. <laughs> we got a wide receiver. We got a corner. We got a tackle. We got some important shit, things that we needed, and yes. that's all I know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, 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 that's a lie. We got two ACC guys, so Gregory Russo, mm-hmm. and then uh, what, what was it? Rasham? No, Basham? Boogie Boogie Basham or mm-hmm. something? <laughs> I think it's Rashawn Basham or uh-huh. something. He's yes. a defensive end out of Wake Forest. Yes. Then we got the. I think we got a guard 
out of Texas Tech, which was a big pickup. Uh, we got a wide receiver, and then we got a safety. Okay. Are you pulling it up right now? Yeah, I, I'm, I, I saw you. Yeah, um, thanks, bro. I love you for that. Nah. All right, hold on. Bro, you literally just got to Google <laughs> Bill's draft. <picks. laughs> uh, uh, technical <laughs> difficulties, folks. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, this almost concludes our podcast, though. Truth be told, we had kind of a shorter episode. Um, Like I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, you know, we're kind of... I wouldn't say we're struggling for content, but it's like... I think it's challenging. Do do I find that it can be challenging. It is challenging, and it's just... It's not so much that it's challenging, it's just... How do we not sound redundant? Yeah, over the same same old bullshit. Do we have range? And, you know, look... I have the picks. Sorry that took so long. Yeah. Gregory Rousseau from Miami. Carlos Basham Jr. from yeah, Wake there you Forest. Go, there you, go. you have Spencer Brown from Northern Iowa. That's right, okay. Big offensive tackle. Another offensive tackle, Tommy Doyle from Miami of Ohio. And Markel Stevenson from the University of Houston receiver. Marquez. Marquez, my bad. Damar Hamlin, safety that's right, from okay, Pittsburgh. Okay, that's his and then a corner from Wisconsin by the name of Rashad. Wild Goose. What a name. What Rashad a name. Rashad Wild Goose. I wanted to throw that in there. Name my kid Wild Goose. Yeah. Like Henny. <laughs> Anything <laughs> is possible. Anything is possible. Yeah, man. So, shout out to the Bills. I'm, can I give a quick little shout out to the Panthers for their... Oh, absolutely, baby. Hashtag keep pounding. Yeah, okay. Good, good, good. Because, look, Panthers, I felt like for the first offseason in a long time, they were just... They were active, you know, like this new ownership and this new front office, they're willing to make some moves. And they did. They ended up making a move for Sam Darnold. And everyone kind of was like, oh, like they still might take Justin Fields. Like they were, there was a lot of drama. And I, I think that was the Panthers putting out smoke. You know, that was like Panthers like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, we really want Justin Fields. Like someone trade up and come get us. And no one did, you know. But I think ultimately, like, they still got a really good player that they wanted. And in J.C. Horn, by the way. And uh, that was, I think, well executed. The rest of the draft, I felt like, was very well executed. You know what? This pleases me to hear you talk such such positive things for your franchise. Because I know for a while, you were on the fence of being a Panthers fan. Which, can you talk about that? I've never met a fan who lost their religion, so to speak. Look, man, Cam Newton, I just felt like the way they did Cam Newton was wrong. It was very wrong. I understand that it was a new head coach, a new uh, regime. There was a new owner coming in. Jerry Richardson, Jerry Richardson obviously had to sell the team after the whole scandal. Um, David Tepper comes in. But how they handled the situation with Cam Newton, who was arguably the best franchise player ever. Side note. What scandal? Oh, Jerry, uh, Jerry Richardson? Yes. He basically, it was a sexual harassment scandal between oh. him and the girls in the front office. Man, that is taking down yes. everybody. Oh, yeah. Place. he's. It was It was pretty bad, basically. He was just making inappropriate comments. Kind of kind of like a Dan Snyder situation with the Worse. Washington football. There was, Worse. I think, Dude, Dan Snyder was terrible. Oh, Dan Snyder didn't have to step down and sell the team. Yeah, he's a piece of shit for that because the NFL <laughs> can't make him. <laughs> he is. Yeah, let's not he get is. that twisted. If you're Dan Snyder, if you happen to listen to this, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, he definitely should sell the team. But anyways, Jerry Richardson, you know, sold the team and um, after that scandal. And But the new people they've brought in, they handled the Cam Newton situation poorly. All right? Franchise's best player ever, ever, Jacob. He took a team full of scrubs to the playoffs. Scrubs. They had a great defense, but offensively it was him. Jonathan Stewart, 
a mediocre offensive line that could only run block because as soon as they had a pass block against Von Miller and DeMarcus Ware, they shit the bit, right? Anyways, he obviously has fallen off a cliff talent-wise. He just hasn't been able to put all it together on the field. Um, and, and they're like, there was a big question mark. You know, he had surgery to end the season, but he basically didn't play for a season Almost two seasons. I think he had like two. He had played like two games in two seasons. Pause. And at this point, he's coming up at the end of his rookie contract. No, no, no. Just oh. his end of his. He had, I think, one more year left. But he was the end of his contract. Yes, okay. Nearing the end of his. Okay, so first contract. This situation that you're addressing is the situation of whether or not they'll resign him or extend him. Not even yeah. Well, they move forward with him, because his play on the field had dipped, but he hadn't played in two years, and they were kind of scrambling to find QB. And I get it. You know, the industry's. The business of football is a tough business. You can't perform for two years. Guess what? It's time to go. Yeah, we're going to need to find someone that right, can. Right, especially a quarterback, especially under a new regime. So I understand why they had to move on from Cam. What I didn't like is that, hey, during the Super Bowl, head coach said, yeah, we want to move on with Cam. During the NFL draft and the combine, they were like, yeah, we want to move on with Cam. And then when did end up when it ended up happening? They they put out a they put out like a they signed Teddy Bridgewater first of all, and then. And then afterwards, Jacob, after they knew, okay, Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater got signed, in Carolina, obviously not to be like, a backup. He got paid a good chunk of change, and so now it's like, all right, well, what's gonna happen to Cam Newton? And they said he wants to seek a trade. They put that on a press release. Carolina Panthers want to see. Carolina Panthers are allowing Cam Newton to seek a trade. They're gonna shop him around. Yes, but because of his request. Okay. But Cam Newton then obviously because he has his own platform and he said that's not true. Like I didn't request for a trade. They're trying to trade me. So I didn't like how they played that angle. That was that lost. I think that lost a lot of Panther fans for a while. And I think you know at least they've recovered me. I don't know how many people they haven't recovered, but. Panthers Twitter kind of didn't really take a liking to that. They're really hard on this new isn't regime. It, isn't it Matt Rule? Matt Rule's the, the head former coach. Baylor head coach. Yes, Matt Rule's the former head Baylor head coach. Um, you know, he brought most of his college staff. They have Joe Brady, offensive coordinator from LSU. So it's a young, like, super. You know, uh, I would say like almost like a super team of coaches. Budding, but from yeah, budding. You know I mean like guys before they could like really, they're kind of <clears> like <throat> a, a McVay type of start, and, and those other young coaches that have come up. But regardless, you know, it's also a new owner, too, David Tepper. Um, and then they have a new GM this year, but this was, you know, obviously before that. So, anyways, I just felt like they handled the Cam Newton situation poorly. So, I was on the fence about being a Panthers fan. Yes, last year. But time has passed. I'm excited about this draft class. J.C. Horn, cornerback from South Carolina. Terrence Marshall Jr., receiver from LSU, who had caught 12 touchdown passes two years ago when they won the, you know, the whole thing in 2019 with Joe Burrow and them. For offense coordinator Joe Brady, so he gets one of his guys back. I think that's huge for Sam Darnold. Well, that's comfort. Yes, comfort as fuck. That's right. Tackle Brady Christensen, uh, big dude from uh, BYU. You, you're gonna like Sam Brand or Sam Darnold. I am. I think dude, I, so. So many people undervalued the effect so that Adam Gase has it, it has can, on a quarterback. And like it can he's go well documented that yes, he can't win with quarterbacks. Yes, he's and not it, a quarterback coach. He isn't, and he proceeds as this quarterback or, or this guy who has a great offensive plans because he was a great coordinator, but as a head coach, he just kind of fucked with people. And it's it's weird because I don't want to, like, I, I really do think highly of Sam Darnold, but I don't want to think too highly because I don't want to get disappointed either because there's a, there's a good chance that, like, he'll reach a good level, but he won't, like, peak out to what I think he's capable of or what I think you and I both think he's capable of. 
You know, I think what we saw in college is like he, one, he has ice in his veins. He's clutch. You know what I mean? And two, he he moves in the pocket well, and he can extend plays outside the pocket. Like he can throw on the run really well. He is well. big though. Huh? He is big though. He is a little big. He's not super mobile, but he could just he's agile enough to, you know, where he can like get some yards on his own, but also just extend the play. And um, you know, the Jets ruined him for sure. And um, I'm just looking forward if the Jets are gonna ruin Zach Wilson too. It's a new regime there. It's a new regime. It's a new head coach in Robert Sala. He has all his staff. I don't. If they do get ruined, if he does get ruined, it's it's not on the old Jet staff. They're trying to revamp things. If that makes sense. Yeah, but it's still the Jets. Yeah, of course. And if they fail, yeah, you're right. They're still gonna get that hatred. But I just think. Mm, I know. I I, li- I like Zach Wilson. I don't. I don't know what to make of him though. I don't think he's. A year one starter, though. What were the Bengals doing? Why did they take Jamar Chase? Fuck, man. They, that was my least favorite pick of the first round. Penny Sewell, yeah. I think, should have been their pick. Or even the um the other dude from... I forgot his name, but... That am I right? Le- Alex no, no, Leatherwood? No, no, no. That was a, the Raiders pick. Rashawn Slater from Northwestern, the oh, Chargers guy. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, those the Chargers are the two, those made are the off two, well. They, those are the two top linemen. And... Look, I'm all for you know flashy offenses, especially Zach Taylor, young offensive mind. Now as the head coach over there, you know he wants to run this offense that's very prolific, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you need linemen. Football is built around the trenches. It 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 was, it is, it always will be. As flashy as you want to get, you still need good offensive linemen to do at least quick pass blocking, you know, or whatever, and get out in space against screens and stuff like that. Um. And right now, they don't have that. And Joe Burrow had a phenomenal rookie year and was running for his life so damn much, and then he got hurt. Like, you know, they posted a few pictures, and there's, like, a big-ass scar on his knee because of what happened last year. They didn't get him an offensive tackle that, you know, I I, wor- I think was worthy to start right away. Yeah, I, I so, would be mad if I was Burrow. If me I was too. Joe Burrow, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? But but apparently Joe Burrow, this is where it gets a little strange. Mm-hmm. Well, not strange, but, but Joe Jamar- Burrow, I guess, requested that they get Jamar Chase. Which is... Why? That upsets me because I, I think at the end of the day, as, as the front office, you got to listen to your gut instinct and go with what you think is best for the franchise and not Joe Burrow. And I get it. You know what they should have done, Jacob? Is they should have mortgaged... If they if they really want Joe Burrow to get his wide receiver, they should have mortgaged next year's first and like a another package like whether it's next year's first, the third, and this year's third for to move up back into the first round and, and get another loft like Rashawn Slater before the Chargers did, you know? Like that's what they'd have to do. To get both best of both worlds. But I don't know, I just felt like the smart football move is to get Penny Sewell or Rashawn Slater. You need an offensive lineman to protect his blind side. Joe Burrow is too talented of a quarterback to be always injured. And that's, you know what, we just talked about earlier, Cam Newman played behind a very poor pass-blocking offensive line and he got hit a lot. Andrew Luck also got hit a lot. Deshaun Matthew Watson Stafford. has gotten hit a lot. Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson, these quarterbacks Drew Brees. can be good. And young. No, Drew Brees, actually, I felt like he was pretty clean for the most part. That's why he lasted so long. But these other quarterbacks that are younger, yeah, okay. guess what? They were just like, oh, they're athletic? All right, we'll just let them take the beating. Robert Griffin. Yeah, uh, that was yeah one year wonder more so, but they just like oh we'll let them take the beating and he doesn't need the premier blocking and you know what it ruined Cam it ruined Andrew not it didn't ruin Andrew Luck but it forced him into retirement early. Oh, Josh Allen. Uh, oh, whoa, 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 Josh Allen's still too young. What do you mean? 
Well, no, I'm saying like we we need to protect like he's oh yes like yes. he's we've had our fair share. Yes, correct. Of protecting Josh Allen. Yes, you guys have done a wonderful job of protecting Josh Allen. That's a very smart move by uh, Brandon Bean and uh, Sean. What's his name? Was the head coach? coach? Yeah. Oh, Sean. Uh, Damn, I should know this. I I should know it. He's a Panther. Sh- he was a Panthers D four Sean coordinator. McDonough or McDool. Oh, uh, watch when you say it. Sean right McDermott. Now. Yeah, Sean McDermott. Yeah, I was just about to say, when you say it right now, I'm going to know. Sean McDermott. Anyways, yeah, it just, uh, yeah, I'm excited for this Panthers class. I'm excited for a lot of the draft stars. I'm excited for Trey Lance. I'm interested to see where Aaron Rodgers ends up. I don't know if you wanted to get too much into that, but I, he definitely stole the draft night. And uh, What a strange, like, unfolding of that story yeah what, what did you say yes it was Just, I, there was I think there was some malintent behind it I think Aaron Rodgers knew what he was doing and he whether it was draft night um whether it was draft night right when he um he went undrafted for a while he sat in that green room for a long time till the 20th before the Packers took him correct so he got passed up and I'm sure he feels some type of way because of that draft then you know, two years ago they draft Jordan Love at quarterback, and then um, or was it last? No, I think it was two. It was years last ago. year. It was last year. You're right. They draft Jordan Love when they were like you know so close to winning a you know championship. Yeah. yeah and they, then they you lose know in the NFC championship. Instead right? of yeah, instead of you know drafting him some help, and he still takes him to the NFC championship. He plays like an MVP, and then they have a. I think I think he caught wind. He either caught wind or just felt like he needed to have a say in who they were going to draft and what he would like to see in the system and you know the, the Packers GM in front office was like nah like we're just gonna do our own thing and so he probably leaked that the day of the draft to take away attention from them and what they're gonna do and I just thought man that was that's when I'm playing in my head I'm just like that's devious as fuck very calculated though oh you know what that is that's a power move Noah yeah like that is Aaron Rodgers knows exactly what he's doing but you know what? I guess in a way, good on him. Don't let him get jerked around and stepped all over and walked on, on the by the franchise. Right. Like know your self worth. He's an MVP. He's a one time Super Bowl winner, MVP winner. Like he's already his goat status is already cemented in the NFL. Like he's not. You're right. He's not. Um, he's not Lamar Jackson. He's not fringe. Yeah. Oh he's yeah. Not Jimmy Garoppolo. There's right. no debate on whether or not Aaron Rodgers is good or not. Aaron Rodgers is an elite quarterback. Right. He's amongst that conversation with Brady in the talks of elites, elite quarterbacks in the league. Correct. So good on him for, in a way, making the Packers look stupid because if you're the Packers, if you're the front office, how are you not at every whim and bend of bend of his knee? Yeah. He, that's your guy. This, this is the guy that you need. He needs to ride off into the sunset with another Super Bowl or another good attempt at making one or winning one. But I just think and they, the they, Packers, they've, they've the Pack- fumbled the ball. The Packers did this with Brett Favre, though, too, and for oh, a different reason. It's ironic. For a different reason. It, it's, it is it's very cyclical. It's, it's Aaron Rodgers is doing to Jordan Love what Brett Favre did to him. No, but Brett Favre was different because he just was like, oh, I'm going to keep reti- like, I'm gonna retire, I'm going to retire. He, he pissed off the Packers franchise because... He said he was going to retire, like, four years in a row, and then yeah. he did it, like, each time. And I was like, all right, well, now we're just going to ship you to the Jets. And he was like, oh, what? Like, you know? So that was a different reason. But, yes, they did have Aaron Rodgers in mind. Now they have Jordan Love in mind. And it's just like, all right, well, 
San Francisco obviously didn't feel great enough to give up whether it's someone on the roster or that number three pick for Aaron Rodgers. So I just I just that I think that means Kyle Shanahan and his company are very uh, comfortable with Jimmy G and Trey Lance, right? That like going into the future. Um, and then the other teams that are in play, like, you know, the Raiders, the Broncos, other teams the like Giants. that. The Giants. The Giants are potentially in play. Mm-hmm. The Browns. Mm-hmm. The Browns. That would be very interesting. Giants, Browns. But it's just, like... Bears. I think the 49ers had the best chance and best connection. Oh, no, not the Bears. I'm sorry. I'm wrong on that. Yeah, no. They traded up for Justin Fields. He's starting day one? Is he they a have day an, one they starter? Have, they have Andy Dalton. They have Andy, uh, Andy Dalton's okay. a capable winning quarterback. Uh, not winning quarterback. I just think he's a capable quarterback. I'll just leave it at that. Okay, that's all you need to be in yeah, the NFL. Though. Right, and that's what I'm saying. I think it's so hard because we put so much pressure on these quarterbacks to succeed right away in the NFL. And that's but bad. they need yes, it's bad because they need sometimes look at what happened to Mahomes. We keep forgetting. I don't think Mahomes could have been what he have been if he had to start year one for a bad team. Dude, he sat behind Alex Smith. And Alex Smith, granted, like that's above average quarterback. I can't there's not a lot of Alex Smiths out there, you know, to learn and watch from. But still, like, that's a great quarterback. And, and then, obviously, for an offensive coordinator like Andy Reid, you could absorb a lot of what he does because he's a smart offensive play caller and offensive mind. So, you know, that situation was pretty perfect for Mahomes. But I think more situations can be bettered for younger quarterbacks if they sit and just learn. And I think that's what happened with uh, Dak Prescott, correct? He didn't. I think Tony Romo got hurt, and he, he didn't start right away, but he came in maybe week three or week four, and he just kind of took over for the team. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of other quarterbacks that didn't start right away. or can't think of any recently, actually. But Jimmy G. Jimmy G learned behind Tom Brady for a few years, and granted, I don't think anyone's going to sit here and say he was elite. Lamar Jackson behind Flacco, right? Yes. I believe that was short-lived, though. That was for half a season. Um, yeah. And then... You know, I think Dwayne Haskins tried to sit for Washington, but that was such a bad pick. <laughs> you mean the man that was selling his own jersey out of his car? <laughs> yeah. Minchu sat for a little bit with uh, Foles there in what Jacksonville. Ha- what happened to Minchu? Sorry, you just he's still in Jacksonville. He's still in Jacksonville, uh, but he, he's not the starter anymore. He's not right? the starter, and I feel who, like who is the starter now? Trevor Lawrence. Oh you, fuck. I'm... <laughs> All right. Sorry, total brain fart. I totally asked that in genuine like. I think I'm surprised because it was rumored this off season that the Panthers, Patriots, and I believe there was another team, might have been the Broncos, that were interested in Gardner Minshew if they couldn't get who they wanted. You know, I, I think everyone wanted Deshaun Watson right away, but people also knew Sam Darnold was oh, available. Man. No one. I think. Sorry, you mentioned a name. Finish your thought. I'll mm-hmm. go on. No, then Sam Darnold became available, and the Panthers struck gold with him. Um, you know, I think that once that happened, then, you know, Teddy Bridgewater to the Broncos kind of satisfied their needs at QB, but man, I think, uh, he would have drawn a lot of interest for sure from a lot of teams. Gardner Minshew, but is it warranted though? I I can't remember anything. I just know Minshew mania. And as my buddy Vaughn would say, how do you have a whole nickname and you ain't done nothing yet? Because he's, he, he's balling out on such a bad team. I mean, it's kind of like. You know, uh, if you can recall the basketball days, I, you know, mm, well, I'm trying. You don't know basketball that much, so let me reference it to someone in baseball. Uh, you know, when Troy Tulowitzki kind of first came up for the Rockies, it was like, oh yeah, this dude's balling, but like there was no one really around him till later, right? So it was kind of like, oh okay, then he, he might go down wasted. Um, 
I'm trying to think. Just like a really good player on a bad team. Yeah, Joey Votto, another player. I think, you know, the Reds had like decent success, but they never really put full force forward and were like, yeah, we want to win around Joey Votto. But I, I would in say at, at of... least we're seeing the Angels, even though it's badly calculated, the Angels are trying to make an effort. They're like, hey, we're going to start. You know, Joey Votto never got to play with someone the caliber of Justin Upton, Albert Pujols, and Shohei Otani. Caliber? And you're putting Pujols in that conversation? The Angels did not no. get caliber from Pujols. No, obviously, because... Okay, so you no, can't I put know. him in their okay. conversation. At the plate, he wasn't, but they spent a lot of money, is what I'm trying to say. The yeah. Reds never balled out and said, hey, we're going to give someone $10 million. Ten right, years. but you said play along the likes of people such as Pujols, Upton, and Otani. You didn't say you didn't even say Trout. That's astounding that you didn't even say Trout. I'm talking about Trout. I'm talking yeah. about people they paired paired with. I'm talking about building around Joey Votto and building around Mike Trout. Okay. I I feel like the Angels have made more of an effort to build around Mike Trout, even though it hasn't worked. No. Yes. Over they the have. Cincinnati Reds. Well, I, I, I well hold on. I mean, now we're going to get into our baseball, who follows what. I mean, their second baseman just came up, Jonathan India. Yeah. That kid balls. I like him. Nick Senzel, he's one of their prospects that comes up. But Joey Votto's already old. Like, this is... I mean, yes, he is. But, like, my point is, is the, he, they've got some young... Uh, Eugenio Suarez, their shortstop. Yeah. Again, not... I'm saying it's a bad not, team. Not Hall of Fame guys, but, dude, like, a capable squad. A squad capable of making the wild card. That's the best way to put it. Yeah. I, I agree. But and you know what? This if, is not Votto's prime. This, no, This is five, Votto, six years too late. Well, you're right. Joey Votto is, well, is going to be like Mike Trout. Like, just because Mike Trout has a bunch of years left and they signed all these guys, that doesn't mean it's going to work. Mm-mm. And I don't think. I think that, but knowing the Angels, they'll get lucky one year. They'll strike gold. They're just. You know, I want to see it happen until and if it's against the Dodgers. No, it won't, and it doesn't need to be. I don't know why you had the Dodgers in there, no. but just like. What do you mean? Because if, well, if if my if the Dodgers, no, why does it have to be the Dodgers? Like what? What do you mean? That's my team, literally. That's my. I know, team. but if like, the Dodgers get knocked out of the playoffs, then I I would want to see the Angels win it. Okay. Do you get what I'm trying to say? But okay, yes, I get what you're trying to say. Obviously, if if it's the Dodgers and the Angels in the Fall Classic, why would I want to see the crosstown rival, I know, brother, but, win? That, that's what I'm trying to say. I, did, I didn't make it about the Dodgers. I'm trying to equate it to once the Dodgers are out, then it's a free-for-all of who I'd want to see win it. My team Correct. is out. Yes. 2019 sucked for me. Yes. But still had to – well, I still watched. Yeah. You know, so that, that, that's what I'm trying to get at. Correct. That if the Angels did get lucky, that would be fucking insane. Mm-hmm. And I would enjoy every moment of it until I didn't. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to get at. Okay. Seeing Trout in the divisional, yeah. in the ALCS – fucking World Series, that would be insane. That would be, sh- like, shit of, like, Disney movie legend status. Yeah. Talk about right off into the sunset. That is a Hollywood ending right there. Mm-hmm. That's more so what I meant. Sorry. Was not trying to dominate the conversation. It's definitely not going to be this year, though. No. But no. he has a mighty long contract, and he's still yes. quite young. Yes, he is, man. Gosh. I love our conversations, bro. Yeah, you know what? Today's episode was pretty fun. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was... Anything else we wanted to talk about? No. Uh, I mean, unless you want to delve into a little historical lesson on Cinco de Mayo, which, by the way, today is, uh, yes. I'm okay. You want to dive into that? Just really quick, you know, Cinco de Mayo, it's a holiday to remember the famous Battle of Puebla between the Mexican National Army and, against the French 
in the French oh, Revolution. The French. Yes. Wow. And, and, and the, they won the Battle of Puebla, and it happened to be on Cinco de Mayo. So they celebrated very big after that battle victory, you know, in, the, in that area of Mexico. So it just became a thing. It was like, oh, Cinco de Mayo, because it's celebrating a big victory. But while it is a big victory, it wasn't Independence Day. So I just think I wanted to share that because some people do think, oh, Cinco de Mayo is Mexican Independence Day. September 16th, my friends. September 16th is mm-hmm. Mexican Independence Day. Yes, it okay. is. Okay, interesting. So, fun fact. Enjoy your single the mile, though. I do fuck with, you know, deals. I'm, I'm a big baller <laughs> on a budget, you know what I'm saying? So You are not against capitalism exploiting your country's proud military history. If they exploit it rightly, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's a lot of, like, Mexican-owned restaurants that people are putting on for the culture. You feel me? Like so Alberto's? I, I don't know if Alberto's is owned by Mexicans. Taco Bell? Latinos. Taco Bell is definitely not owned by Mexicans. Probably by a bunch of white people. Yeah, no shit. I'm talking about like the little <laughs> mom and pop taquerias, the taco trucks. Oh, Victoria is uptown Whittier. Yes, support your local taco vendors. Taqueria. Because those dudes, man, they be making the best tacos, one, but two, you're supporting the community. That could be like your neighbor, you know, yeah. or uh, down the street. You never know. Give back. And you know what else you should give back to? Your friendly neighborhood family Italian spot. Mm, Frantones? No, what? Oh. No, I'm talking <laughs> oh. about a real Italian place in Huntington Beach. Well, it is, but like I don't, I wouldn't consider it Italian cuisine. Okay. In Huntington Beach, off of Sunset Beach, I think off of Sec or Twenty First Street, mm-hmm. there's Romano's Italian Italian cuisine. It's a fantastic restaurant. Sabrina and I have gone. Oh, sounds great. It is very good. I got the Italiano pizza, and it has like three different cheeses, and it's oh. a great mixture, and the the dough is fantastic. The sauce is orgasmic. The house salad is Ooh. good. That's how you know this place is legit. The calamari, fried to perfection. Oh, man. Dude, it, you should come with us one, one of these days if you're down. Okay. And then their tiramisu is creamy, bro. It just, <laughs> it's so good. Creamy. Yeah, it's so good. And then I usually get a coffee. I'm like an old man. I get a coffee, drink it black. Dude, it's <laughs> such a nice way to settle my dinner. I, 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 yeah, I ordered a coffee once. I like, uh. And you threw up? No, it was like, it was like <laughs> at a diner, but it was like for lunch. It was like 3 p.m. and I had a coffee. And I was with someone older and they're like, Jesus, how old are you? <laughs> oh, God. Well, I know yeah, knowing you, funny. you probably spazzed out with the caffeine. No, I didn't. I was really no? tired. I was really tired. I needed that cup of coffee to get me through that night. It was a long broadcast. Oh, long do, you re, uh, do you react well to caffeine? When I need it. I mean, there's been times where I think I've drinking it with you and you've seen it. And I, I guess I didn't need it in that moment. Like I wasn't super dragging. And so I drank it and it just fucked with my body differently. You know? Right, okay. But there's times where I do need it and I react to it well. I just gotta keep calculating, you know. Can't just I can't just drink coffee just for the taste, cause like some people. Right, I understand. I, I need it on the the days I'm really like <laughs> dragging. I actually happen to enjoy a good cup of coffee every once in a while, and I always yeah. drink it black. I feel like that's the best way to actually taste the, the coffee. Way. That is the best way. It's an adjustment. I'm not gonna lie to you, listeners at home that are that would maybe consider doing it. Be yeah. prepared for your first couple cups to well suck. And you're, you're probably going to think, like, well, bit, like yeah. why do I want to do this? But you just got to muscle through it. Take your time. Slow down. Focus on how it tastes. If you're drinking, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. No, seriously. Focus on how it tastes. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you're drinking Folgers, that's culo, ladies and gentlemen. That's culo? Yeah, straight culo. Why? Like, Folgers is terrible. So what do you drink? Anything but Folgers. I happen to like uh, Dunkin'. 
Dunkin'. Oh, you like the Dunkin'. I think Dunkin it's pretty brand. tasty. Okay. Yeah, I think the coffee shop donut too is also pretty tasty. It's like a generic looking box, and it literally says the coffee shop or the donut shop, mm. and it's the coffee that you get from a donut shop. Okay. I guess. Yeah. It's all right. It's not spectacular, I, and by no means am I a coffee connoisseur either. I just yeah, yeah, it is, I, yeah. I do believe that drinking a black cup of coffee. It's not, it's not only beneficial, but yeah, I, I think it's one of the better ways to enjoy it. And you get to really taste the I bean. agree. I agree. Hell yeah. So. So, yeah. Black cup of coffee. Try it. It's good for your pores. <laughs> How did Italian restaurants? Italian. Oh, well. Restaurants. It's called Romano's, Romano's Italian Cuisine. Huntington Beach. Huntington I'm just Beach. trying to, I'm just trying to backtrack. It's a good spot. You should go. S- yeah. Cinco de Mayo. How did, how, how did we, how did we get there? <laughs> well, how did we get to Cinco de Mayo? Jesus, no, we went from Cinco de Mayo all the way to whatever we just talked about, man. Yeah, yeah, you said giving back to the community, and and then I made the comment about the Italian place. Correct, you're right. You made a wise yes, mom and pop. You made a wise crack about Frantones, but that's not Italian cuisine. I think it's Italian cuisine. I didn't know it wasn't Italian cuisine. Well, I mean, but you I, know what? I like I, going there. It's for a long time, places. I thought Olive Garden was Italian cuisine, so I I am. Well, it is. I mean, it's, it's styled cuisine. Yeah, I don't know. Chicken permission. Chudo Fresco served. though, I think is more Italian than Olive Garden. Chicken permission is served there. Ooh, chicken permission. Chicken permission. It's my favorite place. Chicken permission. Yeah. Shut up, it's chicken parmesan. No, it's chicken permission. Shut up. You <laughs> my fool. favorite is the meme where it's like, it's like, yeah, hi, I'll have the chicken permission, <laughs> and the chicken's like, yeah, sure, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, right. no, no, no. That's funny because I remember there was a meme where I was like, "You ever see a chicken strip before?" And then like someone posted a, <laughs> a, a meme. Stripping? Yeah, it was, like, it was like there was a pole and there was a chicken and it had legs. And I was like, "Oh, that's fucking." Someone really like did that and violated a chicken. <sighs> I love the internet though. I think that's how we should end the episode, man. Agreed. But 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 we can't go anywhere before we do without signing off. Yes. The right way. Of course. The only way. Because we are brought to you by True 100 Radio. Spell T-R-U, the number 100, radio.com. And shout out to our man, Jamal Boombastic. Boombastic, Mr. Mali Mali Man. (laughs) (laughs) We love you, Jamal. Thank you again for having us on your platform. Thank you for being the man behind the plan. We appreciate your hard work, sir. And stay up. My G. Stay blessed, everyone. Stay blessed, everyone. I hope May. I hope May is good for me, you, and every and all of our listeners that tune in weekly, monthly, or every once in a while yeah. when you get an itch to hear some weird shit. Yeah, <laughs> I like that, man. That was also solid. to end the episode. Can't believe I'm gonna say this, but uh, I may have slipped out and told my boss about this podcast. So. Ooh, nice. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, okay. We, we, we definitely That'll talk about some scandalous shit. We I have do. no idea if he's going to check it out. I just... Yeah, I wouldn't... There's a lot of people I wouldn't show this podcast, but... Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. It's yeah. fun well, for the people who do. It was a good conversation, and it just came out. Like, I, you know, because it's... I am proud of this. What we do, I am proud of. Yeah, yeah, me too. So... It's just fun. It's all... Yeah. I don't know. Well, I love all of you guys. Yes. We Take care. We will see you next time. Deuces.